Hello and welcome into the Sober Andrews podcast brought to you by Sober Data. I am Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdino on Sober Joint as, well, I was going to say as always, but he wasn't even here last week, by Andy Black, who's down there. You can find him as Black on Sober. And a special guest this week, we've got Keith Jamison, who goes by GatorGuy231 on Sober. Andy, welcome back. Keith, welcome to the podcast. What's up, guys? Glad to be here. Uh, apologies to everyone in chat for being a little late. Um, it was Andy's fault. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Keith, Keith, I always thought you were just a big alligator junkie. And now I realize, you know, it's Florida gator thing. Mm. Do you, <laughs> these little things that you find how, out. Do you, do you feel better you or worse about it now? Like, do you like him more or less? Because he's a <laughs> Tebow guy and not like an actual gator. Yeah, I mean, being a Tebow guy, big fan, big fan. Okay. So if this would just been like an alligator skin room, you'd have enjoyed that a lot more. It's <laughs> a big alligator on the wall behind him. Yeah, I would like. I would have thought like, oh yeah, that's Keith. <laughs> <laughs> totally what I expected. That's the gator guy. Yeah. Yeah. The gator um, guy. So yeah, thank you to everyone who has joined us live. Um, Sam was in first, so wait, uh, nice job, Sam. I see Mike Bass and Quinny. Thank you for showing up yesterday, which is our regular day. Um, I So we're a day late because of me. We were a few minutes late because of Andy. Um, but so thank you for trying yesterday and thank you for coming back today. Um, see a bunch of other people here as well. Jared, Hotness, Kick and Dribbles, Kicks and Dribbles. I always love that name. 3Dology, Bob Flynn. Uh, my boss is here. Now I have to make sure the show goes on. Well. HT, thanks for coming in. Um, Four minutes late is a good reason to fire Andrew, but I just have to take the blame for that one. Anyway, we are here today to talk about trading, which is something that Andy and I have talked about in terms of being terrible at it. At the very least, we just don't do it because we think we'll be terrible at it. Based on my own trading activity, I can confirm I am trading. I am terrible at it. But Keith, uh, we wanted to bring on because he was... Uh, the creator of Night and Season, which uh, I'll have him explain uh, a little bit um, in a second. But there are obviously like a ton of trading strategies that you can do on SoRare. And there are a lot of people who trade and don't play SO5. We obviously tend to focus on SO5. But there are opportunities that I feel like we try to take advantage of in terms of trading. Andy will bring up one that I feel like you're trying to do now, even though you haven't flipped any of these cards yet. But Part of the whole trading thing is about when you flip these cards. Um, Keith, if you could first uh, explain Knighton season and why you have a picture of Brad Knighton, who is the uh, or was the backup goalkeeper for the New England Revolution, that would be uh, greatly appreciated. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, it's not just an affinity for the, the what is he, 37-year-old backup for um for the revs, but so like how night and season came on and, and it's funny. That was like the first time I ever talked with, with Andy um, was, I think you like tweeted back to me like, why the hell do you have nine Brad Knight <laughs> in your gallery? Um, and so like the genesis of it was like, I had started out so rare, you know, didn't know much of the platform. Like um, Laird and I knew each other from DFS and uh, you know, trying this out, didn't really want to commit much money to it at all and i'm like all right let me see if i can build this up on the site without putting any extra income in and you know started like just making a couple bucks off of cards and then you know i noticed I, it, 
There's a few people that said they mentioned it to me. I remember reading a Rotowire article at one point. Rotowire was doing something about so rare. And when whoever wrote the article, it wasn't you, Larry, but somebody's like, I only own one goalie and it's Brad Knight. And I'm like, why is that? And then I'm like looking more and more. And uh, Berhaltor had had a tweet that the Gold Cup was going to be all MLS guys. Like none of the guys from Europe were going to come over. So then I could go, okay. Well, goalie is the most expensive thing. So who's going to be the goalie? And it actually was like painfully obvious. Like the only guy that I could like disseminate was the only like was going to be the goalie was Matt Turner. Cause he had started, I think one game. Um, I want to don't know if it was nation's take at that point, but he started one game. He saved the PK. He was like the top rated goalie. Berhold heard it said they needed to get him to camp. So it was like painfully obvious. He was going to go like, all right, so who's, who's his backup? Oh, Brad Knight. And he's like point. Let me actually look at my thing. The first one I bought was 0.027. And my next one was 0 0.031, 0 0.016. So he's like super cheap. I'm like, oh, I can afford this. But so then before you keep going, this, like is, this was before limiteds existed, right? Right, right. This is <clears throat> rares. You know. Right, rare prices, yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, you know, who the hell else is going for a backup? And I don't even think like the backup strategy was all that popular at that point. Like I remember... I had, uh, when I started doing that, I bought a few other ones and I had bought like four Jeff Atanellas before like he actually, <laughs> like, like I would, didn't, he retired because of an injury, right? Yes. Yes. But there was a night, go ahead. I was just going to say, Steve Clark got hurt and Atanellas yes. like, got the job and we thought it was going to be for like, you know, I think Life. Steve Clark was not going to be out for a couple months. So I remember um, draft kicks. Schuler, uh, he, I, I text him like right when it happened because he like sends me. He's like, "How do you have five at and I'm like, "I don't know." It's just like he was the backup, and it was like .008. So why not? <laughs> and he's like, "You should sell those." And I'm like, "Oh, how long do you think Clark's going to be on?" He's like, three to four weeks." I go, "Perfect, great time to sell." And that's when I like fully realized I only had like three or four Brad Knightons at the time. And I was like, okay, I, I've got something here because people, you know, we didn't even, I don't think you had the little price graph yet for Sober Data at the time either. But if we had it, it would have been like the spikes that we always see with goalkeepers. When so, when one gets injured, right? Look in 30 minutes when a goalkeeper gets injured <laughs> and you just, you just see this spike. The and, well, and inevitably too, right? There's always the one that everybody goes, oh, that's too much. And then proper. everybody else starts coming down, right? So somebody finds the ceiling, some poor soul finds the ceiling price of the guy, and then everybody else kind of just starts. Then I think what it actually might be is everybody just starts undercutting each other. And now you got like the, the market floods too much. Yeah. And we'll talk more about like, that. was actually the hardest part of night and season was I had to. Nobody, many. what it is, is nobody wants to be the bag holder of Brad Knighton. Or whoever it is, Atanella, right. whatever it is, they don't this, want to yeah, be. Yeah, this is the Atanella price. There, look at look at that smirk. It's crazy. Doesn't Trippin? <laughs> doesn't Trippin have a signed jersey he or like something? Hung like out with him for a day and drank <laughs> beers with him. I think. Yeah, he did. Yeah. That's great. <clears throat> I, I'm I would sure. be. I would be in here. I'd be in here. And that. I'm pretty sure he bought the Atanella card and showed him. And Atanella was like, "I don't know what that is, but I'll get you something better," and gave him right. a signed jersey. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, that was probably if you backed it off that middle there, it, maybe it's actually the first one because I think Steve Clark got benched like a couple different times. That's why Steve Clark's still kind of a ridiculous price because yeah. that guy isn't that good. But um, I, 
owned, so the, uh, no, there's I owned a, there's a one super rare somewhere in there. There you go. Well, 0.14. That's ridiculous. That I owned cool. a super rare too, Black. That was like the scariest like two days of my life. <laughs> I had five, hold on, look in there. There's a, I probably I bought one for like 0.2 if it's in there, Laird. Uh, um, is, and I yeah, hold on. Please tell me you bought it for me. Oh, I don't know. It was horrible. <laughs> There's the yeah, Trey Young. I know that's who bought it from me. I I thank him so much for that. Here's Black selling one for uh, 0.15. I bought yeah, it. I think I had the high mark. I think the Trey Young bought it for like 0.3 or something. Crazy. Yeah, 0.3. You bought it for 0.25. Yeah, and I was so like I did it, and I immediately regretted it. It's I was so new to Silver. I went to plug him into my rare All Star lineup, and it didn't work. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> "That's great." So this is pretty impressive. The auction for that card was on the twenty first of April. He sold it the next day to you for point two five, and you sold it the day later for point three. I and it felt I thought oh, kicks and dribbles. Like, so Who's in chat? It, uh, <laughs> that card too. That's awesome. It seriously felt like three days I had him. <laughs> like it was like literally a quarter of my gallery size. Oh my gosh. Was a Jeff Etanel super rare. I'm like, I, I was like convinced that Steve Clark was gonna come out and say, I'm fine, guys. I'm fine. And Atnell was gonna tank. I love that you tried to put it in a rare lineup. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, because I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a great way to make threshold if I get like 25% for my goalie. Sure, sure. Um, so I, I do remember when we talked about um, when you had all these Nitans and you were like, I think at one point you had eight of them. That number sticks yeah. out to me. But I think, let's see, my total, like I tracked just the season, tis the season, of course, and I had 10. Oh, okay. So including a super rare because I had to. <laughs> so I, I remember when you had eight and you were like, my plan is basically to make um, 0.1 on each, like 0.1 profit. And then you had eight of them and you were like, and now with that profit, I will buy a super rare. And I was like, that's kind of genius. Like to take all of these like cards that nobody thinks they want. And, and the funny thing is, is that it was looking back, it was so obvious, like, we knew Turner was going to the Gold Cup. It, it really didn't even matter how long he was going to miss. Like, we knew he would miss a few games. But, like, as soon as uh, it started to happen, everyone's like, oh, I should get Knighton. And you were like, yes, come get Knighton. And then you were like, and I'm just going to use this to, like, improve my cards that I want to use in SO5. And, like, it, it was you, – you just had a very specific plan. And, like, that was what I, what I really appreciated about it. You were like – I'm hoping to make this amount of money and I'm going to spend that money on a very good card and I'll go from there. Well, and that's when I actually like, I was convinced and it did work out that that was like the catapult to actually being able to play SO5, so to speak. Because if you're not going to like, you know, when you start out, you set yourself a budget. So I think I want to say I put in like 1.5 ETH and I was like, and that was when ETH was, I want to say like 18 or 1900. It was like four grand. It's about like, now. <laughs> that's enough. That's enough. Yeah, right. Back to where it's at. Like that's enough for this game that I don't really know about. I'm not into crypto. Like that's good. Uh, and if it goes to zero, you know, whatever. Four grand. You know, I'll apologize to my wife later. Um, 
<laughs> and then, and then, you know, all of a sudden you start building on it. And then, you know, I got through night in um, season and, you know, I made 0.432 ETH, but, you know, if you only put in 1.5, what is that? That's a little bit more than a quarter um, of it just on that. And now all of a sudden you have a little bit of freedom. Now, mm-hmm. do you remember what happened on Knighton's first game? He was terrible, wasn't he? I, th- I think oh, he got it was card, worse right? than terrible. Yeah, What's he got that? a red card. No, no, worse than a red card. How does that he, the, the Right away, within like 15 minutes, he runs. So it's versus Toronto at home. Toronto was awful, awful. And uh, <clears throat> he decides like within like the first 10 minutes of the game to run out like 40 yards and misses the ball. So he lets an open net. And they're down 3-0 at halftime. And then I just remember, I remember at some point, Andrew and I had a conversation and we were like, this this night and season thing may not be going so well. (laughs) (laughs) And then everybody starts panic selling and like undercutting. And and so that's the interesting thing too, right? When you own that many of them, you can't flood the whole market or you're just going to undercut yourself. Mm-hmm. And right. so, you know, I made the mistake of letting it out of the bag a little bit early to some people. Tell me, hey, you should probably go just pick one of these up. And so now I'm like undercutting or people that I told about are undercutting me. And it's like, gone Honestly, to hell. And then like the worst luck. That is like such bad luck. Like you planned it out. You had it coordinated. You you, you had a strategy. And then he comes in and air led to goal. Great. But the worst part is like Toronto, like. Toronto's bad now, but Toronto was abysmal at this time. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think they had scored in, like, a couple games. Like, Pozuelo wasn't in. Like, you know, there's just nobody. And he oh, lost three goals. Nobody. Michael Bradley. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't think he had a decisive that game. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably not. But but so the um, the craziest thing, then, you know, Bruce Arena, who we all know and love, after the game comes out and he's like – yeah, I expected him to have more experience, and we're going to have to evaluate the situation. And now it, it goes down. So, like, yeah. you know, my first one I sold, like, so the, the good times of the season, right? 0.089, 0.091 were my first two sales. I'm like, okay, I've got a little profit. Let me let me let him start a game, and now everybody's going to see, and now his price yep. is going to go up even more. Like, this is perfect. The next one, my panic sell, 0.033, 0.033. Then I got 0. 0.055, 0. 0.039, 0. 0.055, 0. 0.055, super rare, 0. 0.25. Um, that was before the, the season began, thank God. Mm-hmm. And then like 0. 0.07 and 0. 0.061. Um, all profits on all of them. So it was still great, but that game alone killed the season. It, it cost you so much money. It, it, it legitimately Not a ton, but a lot at the time. Yeah. yeah. Like, Probably like yeah. 0.3, 0.4. Because oh, yeah. if, if he does well that game, they're probably all selling for like in between, you know, 0.08. I mean, imagine like he gets a clean sheet there, right? Right. Right. Instead, he gets absolutely 95 from Carlos Hill. Poor, poor Buxa. No, no more season for, for Sean. Mm. Mm. Would Bradley have? Oh, 37.8. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't help. That didn't help your case. Well, watch Black though. He probably won like podiumed with that thirty-seven point. I probably did. It's yeah, you probably did. So ridiculous. Um, 
So is this like a strategy that you have used elsewhere or is this just like, this is how I was going to start like getting going? Cause like, I think it's actually a really, um, a really underrated strategy for people who don't want to put in like a ton of money early on is to like really just kind of ignore SO5 to start and just trade your way up. And then at some point you have a budget that allows you to, to buy some of the better cards for SO5. Do you remember me and you DM'd um, like even before night and season, you were like asking me about, I don't remember what you were like asking me about plan or something. I'm like, dude, my game week's already over. I made like 0.06. Cause like the best, and this is before when like rewards were really broken. Like my first reward ever, like this is when I got decimated like by so rare and like the dream was somewhat over of SO5. My first reward was in like gas four and I got like 37th place and I got Scott Cald Cald Caldwell. Oh, I do remember that. And he is point and I sell him for 0.01. And I'm like, Scott who? <laughs> Scott Caldwell. Exactly. Yeah. He wasn't playing for the revolution. And I'm like, how the hell is this a reward? How is this a you thought Austin Trusty was bad? <laughs> like like Scott Caldwell. And I'm like, what? Was was he a I, tier, why am I worried about tier playing? one? Um uh, tier three. I mean it was like but it was like 37th place in gas. Okay. And it's like, kind of at that point was, well, what's the point of SO5? Well, 57. I'm not going <laughs> to, 57, okay. Now, now 57th is like a tier one. Yeah, look at that. Look at that mug. Valentini, by the way, I just got rid of him. He is like the worst center back ever. <laughs> look, <laughs> if you want to see some scores, click on Valentini and look at his AA. Oh, my God. And he's a center back. Oh, yeah, he's, he's on loan from Boca. He's so bad. Wow. <laughs> I know it's game that be very good. I mean, though. to be fair, that team looks pretty bad. Like, I think they well. made the playoffs. Maybe it's he not a playoff goal. game. I like the mm-hmm. fact that he had a, a conceded penalty and a clearance off the line just to save himself. For and, a season and high that was like one of his few times of getting into positive AA. Yikes. Yeah, that's really bad. Um, so... I do remember that where you pretty much like viewed your game week based Mm -hmm. on like sales. And I was like, like threshold didn't matter because you were like, yeah, I just made four thresholds by selling cards. And it was like, that's kind of what opened it up to me where I was like, oh, maybe this is like a reasonable strategy. And then I quickly learned that I am just, I'm terrible at the the whole concept. And within that too was kind of like one of the strategies. I don't know if this is what Andy was going to talk about, but was actually this realization. So everybody, I think when like we're scouting out the game weeks, I think like we think we're all like ahead of the curves. Like, oh, nobody's going to think about like looking at all the the Vegas numbers and seeing who the biggest favorite is and just buying all those guys. So I would just do it a week early. Like if the team was in a bad shape and I would just sit on them for a week and be like, you don't know that you're going to want to mark Anthony K when he played for LAFC. But you're going to want a Mark Anthony K, and I have like four of them. <laughs> and it would be like K, it would be like Latif Blessing, because I couldn't afford a Carlos Vela. Like, that would be great. Actually, maybe it wouldn't be. I would love, if anybody wants to buy one, I'd love to get yeah. rid of it. Actually, I just sold mine. Oh, um, <clears throat> I'm upset. I'm upset that you can't be in torture with me. No, yeah, I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> but, but that was the point. I'd buy Sebastian V instead. Hold on. A dark day, a dark day in trading. 
I had at one point, I think like six Jordan Harveys. The fact that. <laughs> Wait, who? <laughs> he was like. He's a fullback, right? From so LA's he literally, LA. he literally got as low as like 0. 0.003 for a rare. For all these new people that are like, that's a cheap his, limited. Yes. His rare floor is 0. 0.002 right now. Well, I think he's retired. Rare? But, rare is 0. 0.002? He's definitely retired. Yeah. The sad part is I know that his, like the the thing he was most known for is his wife sang the national anthem for okay. them, like for That's like cool. multiple games straight. Good for him. And he was, he was always so, but it was like let out that he was gonna, I think Palacios was suspended. So I'm like, I'm just gonna buy like seven Jordan Harveys. And I think I made like 0. 0.002 something, like I'm selling them for 0. 0.005. It's a good thing we don't pay gas but, fees. But again, like, you know, if you literally have like a super small gallery, like you're saying, and you're trying to build up to where you can actually get cards that matter, you know, that's a way to do it. I think you said at one point, Sean, like, you know, like right now, specialist is like a great way to do that. If you can like know who's going to be like the under 40 goalies, like a week in advance or the the popular under 40 forward you know, that's going to be on a minus 600 favorite for this weekend and you buy him before the spike. Like, yeah, look at some, um, I just actually, if you want to do a really good specialist spike, look at, um, um, Dabur, I think is his name from, um, from Israel. Um, he plays for Hoffenheim too, but I was actually just looking at him today. His spike for the first midweek nations league specialist is ridiculous on the limited. Yeah. And then it, and everyone leaves like nothing happened. <laughs> Did yeah, he that's play like that's, early or something? Je, no, I, I, I don't. I, I, so I was just experimenting about it too. So I bought like three of his and Jimmer t- messaged me. He's like, I, I supported the cause and he literally bought near the height. So thanks, Jimmer. <laughs> I think it was probably from, I think it was probably his winner from your last, the baseball show. He had to buy it and he bought it for me because he saw my name. But yeah, I mean, you know, there's a trading strategy in itself, right? There's a lot of margin to be made right there. Yeah, well, I guess that my biggest thing is like, I see people who like, I see it more with transfers that like a transfer is about to happen and like people just like sweep the floor. And I kind of always just wonder what, what the strategy is when you do that. And it's like, am I, am I buying these in order to sell them like tomorrow? is there no strategy at all? And you're just like, I'm just going to buy these and then I'll just post them. And whenever I sell them, I sell them. Or like, do you... I'll be honest, guys. Like, I kind of have an answer to that question, I think, a little bit. I'm the victim to a lot of this because (laughs) a a lot of times I have three or four guys like ready to make a lineup and I'm always missing like one piece. And... uh, Who's who's the guy that Jimmer loves and uh, he he plays in Syria I think and uh, can't think of his name off the top of my head. I bought him during Afcon at like his height. Oh, Hangla, Martin Hangla. Yes, he was playing really well in Afcon. Yeah, he was. And and I had to have a guy like I had four great players in a lineup and I needed one other guy, and I got absolutely just burned on Hongla. like he played well when i had him but now look at his price and like like he's this has got to be so severe <laughs> is that you 
I had I'm somewhere, and I have I sold one too. Oh, is this you? I'm somewhere. No, God no. But I'm in there somewhere, and I, it might even be limited. I don't know, but I bought them for it. One of the peaks in, um, yeah. I mean, not not great. There's not there's the some ugliness in there. Oh oh, there it is. God damn. So <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> Again, I'm the victim to a lot of these exploitation things but you know like from a victim of exploitation you bought a card available on the open market <laughs> what but, are you talking about here but um <laughs> you know like i may have won a reward with him i don't know i probably did but i'm just saying that like i'm the type of guy that that's probably more apt to not plan ahead and purchase when i need I think, and I think that there's lots of people like that. And yeah. So yeah, I think it's definitely most. I think on your earlier question too, before we found out that Andy's the victim of <laughs> so rare crimes. Of but, gator crimes, apparently. Uh, I, I don't even I don't respond. I, I'm, I'm innocent. I, I'm like, there, there's a bad Sebastian Via joke that I'm going to stay away from here. But, <laughs> but um, no, so I, I think you know, one of the, the, and answer your question, like what the plan is, I think the reality is a lot of times there isn't a plan. Um, like I've totally fallen victim to it. Like I just did it like a week ago. I was coming out of an appointment and I like see uh, Tom Bogart tweet that like Rubio Rabin's going to move, who's actually like a half decent MLS player, right? That's just been found on the bench. He's got to move to MX. And at worst, I'm like, at worst, I'll just sell him to Black. Like he'll, he'll buy him if he's going to MX. <laughs> but so I bought like, eight of them and I sold like two like so limiteds right I didn't do the rares but like they're like 0.003 I'm like I sold one right away for like point like a little bit of a profit and then like it didn't like the transfer didn't go through the next day and just the price just goes straight down and now I have like six ruby rubines I'm like it's fine like you know they're I could probably sell them to a bot for 0.002 and I bought them for 0.003 like there's nothing's going but like I actually like sat there a couple nights ago I'm like what what was I trying to accomplish there? Other than like being bored and thinking I see an opportunity, right? And it, it just didn't go anywhere. I love that. That's always an exit strategy. Just sell it to a bot. Mm -hmm. Oh, hold on, like, dude, I, I I truly like. There's a I bought a rare this week for the game. Like, Laird and I were talking about him. I'm like, at worst, I'm gonna lose like 0.05, and I'll just trade him off to Powell the moment the game week goes. Like, I'll just. I'll just accept a small lot. Like now that I play, I play a lot. I'm focused a lot more on SFI than just trading. But you know, I'm at, at worst. You know, I'll take a 10% hit on this because I think he gives me a chance to, you know, go into like a tier two, like tier zero uh, wave. So I think you know, the cool thing we talk about like Powell being like important for the ecosystem. That's like insanely important to have somebody that you know. At worst, I can like get off at 90 cents on the dollar. 90 cents sounds awesome sometimes with him. I thought it was 80. I think that's <laughs> I think that's where we're at right now. I mean, it all hey, 80 You're cents on a dollar for a dead card. I mean, yeah. I mean, I like I, I remember having a Matt Beasler and getting uh uh the the notice that he retired and getting like 50 cents on the dollar for it, which felt great because I was going to zero. He went to uh, Austin before he retired, right? He was doing good too. Yeah, like, they, yeah. Were, they were like convinced they were going to play out of the back. So he was like poor man's Ajax, short passes. Yeah. <laughs> and 
then he got a concussion. I think I owned two at one point. He was doing good, man. I mean, he was like a cheap way to get 50s and 60s. Yeah. Um, yeah, Pavel's like just so helpful in that regard. I, what I particularly like is that because you don't – like total, it's total value that matters. And you're obviously buying a card – from Pavel that you think might be underpriced or you think you can like get it for less because you're, it sounds weird because you're like, I'm offering all of this junk, which to me is not worth anything. But like, if you add it all up, it's worth like, oh, this card that I think is maybe too cheap. And so there's just like, it's such a great part of the, of the economy that we like have that option because when you completely fail on some of these flips, you can be like, oh no, no, it's fine. Because I traded it for this other card that I actually like now. And so it's like, I feel like that's, so, there's like an emotional hedge with that too, that you're just like, or emotional safety where you're like, I can always turn this card into something else. I know I Powell ask, has, go ahead. You go ahead, Black. No, 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 you go ahead. Then I want to ask Andy a question. Okay. <laughs> I feel like Powell has so many instances where like people feel like they're getting one over, like one over on him and dumping all these shit cards on him. And then those cards six months later, they get a transfer and they come good, and then he's back selling them for 0.2.3. You know what? You know what's happening, and and I, I I've, I've seen cards go to him for ridiculous amounts, and then like ridiculously low amounts, and then he's able to resell them for. You know, I'm the one buying them back from him. <laughs> I mean, there's one right now. Like I remember, he got a ton of Robert Barrich when yeah, like, Chicago cut him, and then I think he was supposed to go to KC. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't sign him. So, like, there was, like, he got went out from Chicago, done. Oh, he's getting to KC. That'll be good. And then they didn't sign him. And he went to zero, got a red X. And now I think I saw he was, like, point two something. And Powell probably had, like, ten of them. But I mean, um, he's scoring goals in China, right? I was going to say, now he's in China. Is he? Is he, though? Didn't they just start? I, I, I just got notification. Well, I, 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 I assume that he was probably good there. But. Let, let's say this. He is playing in China. Right. There you go. Right. Now he is playing, which Whereas, is better than not playing in the U.S. And people were panic trading him to Powell for God knows what mm-hmm. because they thought it was going to zero. Um, so, Larry, you said you just said something um, about that you thought something was underpriced. Is that when you're going to Powell? Is like that you think it's underpriced, or that you just have a ton of crap and you want to actually turn it into something that you can use? Uh. It's both. I think the benefit uh, is, for some of those cards is that the the price that Pavel sets is the price. This is this is going to sound stupid at first, but I promise it'll make sense. The price that he sets is a price that he wants for his card, and whatever could happen with that card, like he doesn't care. This is all me just assuming because I've never actually met this person. So, like, let's say he has a card that's on the market for 0.2 and it's, or he doesn't usually put goalies that cheap, but like whatever, whatever it is, it's some youngster who hasn't played in a while. It's 0.15. And then all of a sudden, like the kid starts or gets a move. Like, I feel like we've seen this with a ton of like Argentinian midfielders lately that they're like, Oh, there's a move. And now everyone's like trying to get those cards. Like, so it's like the card is 0.15 and then now there's a transfer and the card's probably worth like 0.25, but Pavel's not changing his price. Like 
So like that's those are the opportunities where you can go and like get them. <clears throat> now, granted, he doesn't have every card that he, in his gallery on the market, but like those opportunities exist. But like he's fine. He like he wanted 0.15 for that card. If it's worth 0.3 now, like he got 0.15 for it. He probably got it for 0.015 based on the gallery that he bought or whatever it is. And so I think there are there are like buy low opportunities when it comes to Pavel. But you also feel like you're buying low on on appropriately priced cards when you're trading it for a bunch of junk because you're like you're just thinking of the the low prices that you paid for each one. You're not necessarily like I mean you obviously are totaling it in your head as you're trying to make the the offer. But it just feels better when you're like, oh, here are a bunch of cards that like maybe there are a few garbage rewards that we, you know, you're uh what was that first reward? I'm like blanking. Scott right Caldwell. Scott Caldwell, yeah. Like you have a never few of those. Forget. And now like together, they're getting you a card that like you actually want. And that's just helpful. And <laughs> Jared well, Jackson I mean, you just going to clean up when Saudi Arabia gets added, which is totally oh true. God. Like, like so true. no one benefits more to Saudi Arabia league getting added than Pavel Trader. Well, and you at know some who point else? they do, right? Probably. Maybe. I mean, they have, they're taking all the golfers now, so I guess so. <laughs> um, I guess when PGA gets – when when golf gets added to so rare, then Saudi Arabian golf will have to because all the good players are going to be yeah. – um, no, so – actually, I forgot about what, what Powell thought was – but you just did a – you just bought – you actually just traded him really good cards for a great card. Um, yeah. You did Hulk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I mean, it was like – so that's the other benefit of right. the of doing deals with Pavel in that you can do a deal that you want to do today, today. And so like there's no like, oh, I need to wait. Let me see if I can find this card. There it is. So it's like I don't have to wait for to sell the three cards that I wanted to sell. Like you can just offer up what the deal is and like then it becomes like a reasonable transaction. So you, like, did you throw Ethan that deal too? Uh, no, it was uh, Borjo, Sifuentes, and Bruno Lamas. Which you're way ahead now, but like, can you go back up? Where was it at the time? I don't I even know who that. Bruno Lamas is. Who does he he's play for? He's the number ten for Daegu, so he plays with Cecinia, right? Ah, so that's okay. not as fun. Yeah, but like, there we go. Like that's the deal, and like. I was trying to sell all of those cards. And to be honest, I was not trying to sell those cards to get Hulk. Like Hulk was not in my radar at all. But I pretty much like check Pavel's gallery every day. Like I'm, I'm more interested in his gallery than my own gallery. And so I saw Hulk in there and I'm like, I wonder what I can get Hulk for. And I'm pretty sure it was posted for like, 0.75 like hulk's price dropped considerably right kind of it was that it was he was gonna get suspended for 15 games for 15 games for, right yeah and for so the guy in the nuts right so uh Borjo was like one of my favorite cards in my gallery like i love that card um cifuentes and llamas were rewards that i never used and so it was like i'm giving up a card i really like and two cards i don't use that I am struggling to sell. Like I was the floor price on all of them. And I like kept lowering. And I was just like, I got to a, it was actually less with uh, Borogote because um, that was one was like, 
I was too emotionally attached. I was like, this guy's too good for me to sell him for this little. But then it was like, you can actually just trade that card with some other guys that I can't sell and get Hulk. And I'm like, I'll try it. And he took it. It was like literally a one offer and accepted. And that's when you get that horrible, like, oh my God, what did I do? Yeah. Like any, any like acceptance from Pavel, you're like, oh, I gave up way too much. I definitely effed up. I really, sure. right. I'm looking, yeah. I'm like, did I add three extra cards? Was there, right. what did I do? Did I, I did something wrong. <laughs> I did something wrong. And um, yeah, thankfully that, that deal worked out. But like, yeah. I, I think price. in the gallery there, somebody's asking, how did he accept that? Like you said during that time was when actually everybody was selling off Hulk because yeah, like Hulk like during that dip because people thought he was going to be gone for yeah you know, I mean he, he got down to like point six like that's a crazy right. price oh. and so yeah it was just but yeah. so do you Andrew you you mentioned how you uh, check Powell's gallery every single day I, I I'm assuming this has happened because it's happened to me and all of a sudden you see like four of your players that you have like four straight within the hour traded and you just go, Oh God, <laughs> like what happened? That what are, cards that I would want to trade to him? No, or, no. Like what a good card of yours. And all of a sudden you see in the last hour, Powell has like five of them. Like I had oh. this with uh, a guy, I've no, but, gotten, that, but it was that, that like, Emmanuel Vecchio. Well, no, Emmanuel Vecchio was this like South American playmaker for Rosario. And he is, um, he he was doing great. And all of a sudden, I was like checking Powell's gallery. I'm like, man, Powell has like seven Vecchios in the last what two hours? What what, what happened? I go to Twitter and they're like, Emmanuel Vecchio has been kicked off the team. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> that, that, oh, no. <laughs> that sounds horribly scary. That no, I have not experienced that. Thankfully, um, this Vassian was asking what filters I put on Pavel's gallery to because it's so time consuming. Um, it is time consuming. Um, but because I check every day, I like get to a point where I'm like scrolling through. I'm like, okay, I saw these cards yesterday, so I don't have to keep looking. Um, yeah. But I just I, started doing on his. I pretty much just take the limiteds out. Like you I can can't do, look. you can do that. And you can also, I just started doing this. Somebody in a chat was in mentioned um, so rare now has to filter like the elf. Uh, there's an L15 filter on so rare because Powell's gallery does not load well on solar data. There's like too much fetching, I think. Um, But if you go on the actual SoRare filter at the bottom and you can just do like L15 as like a 45 or a 50 and you'll get through a lot of, you'll get rid of a lot of the red X's and stuff. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. No, I, um, I pretty much only look at rares and super rares um, because I do, I don't, I don't go there for limiteds. I'll just go to the open market, but like, um, the the number oh, out of curiosity how much do you guys deal with Powell? a lot um keeps giggling over there so i feel like he's does a lot of deals with them i i think i've done like one deal with him ever maybe i should be i've doing done more a, deals with i've done a lot more i mean yeah, i mean i did that hulk one and um so so maybe this gets us back to the subject with like trading <laughs> When, when when a trade goes wrong, Powell's like your best friend. Uh, like, hmm. or I'm sorry, when I go flip, like they're like you're flipping cards, and you know, like, let's say that Brad Knight, right? Well, let's let's really go full circle back to Brad Knight. Let's say that yeah. Brad Knight, and instead of running out and just having an error led to goal and Arena trying to kill him, 
let's say that he like literally like just tears up his knee while he's doing that. Right. Right. I probably can't get to the market with nine of my Brad Knightons. <laughs> and, and I probably can't undercut the market enough. Right. Like, because then once you, you know, you have, but you think uh, he might buy all nine. <laughs> no, well, no. Well, so what, what the way that like Powell works on deals, if you can get it fast enough, like that's the key with Powell. Like we can talk about my, uh, so my I, had a goal, Marcus, I had a goalkeeper with a heart condition and I tried, yes. like I looked at Powell's gallery and someone like people had already dumped two or three on them. And I knew that I, Too late. I was stuck. Like I was stuck. I was dead. You, yeah. You have to be, well, or you do 50 cents on the dollar. Right. And then, and isn't that heart condition guy, isn't he jail sins backup? The jail? Uh, no, yeah. it's a uh, boss. Oh, okay. You're a Vidisi. The fact that there's multiple goalies with he's heart young too. Like it's, yeah, it's young. kind of sad. Like I think he's like oh. 24, 25 or something. Because the there's the South American guy that was really good last year, and he came back from a heart surgery. Ah. But the 40 year old Jailson has that job locked down. Um, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I love the name by the way, Jailson. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, um, three on crack in in chat says Vecchio's with racing now. Yeah, few greens and Pavel was is gonna clean up. He bought Powell's already cleaned up though. Like I I remember trying to get rid of him. I got rid of him to somebody else when that happened. I actually like got him out for and I got like a Lewis Morgan back by somehow. But I mean I remember like Powell had them posted for like 0. 0.06, 0.07. Like if you look at Becchio's graph, it just kicks down. People are giving him to Powell. Nobody wanted him. You know, Powell's, you know, like you said, sets like the bottom of the market. Let's uh, say that he's Price him at 0.09. Now, now, Vecchio signs for racing. Everybody runs to the market to to buy them, right? And like you just said, Powell technically sold below the market, but still cleaned up on margin. Yeah. Um, one of the things. But that, no. But like, what else? I'm sorry. I was gonna say one of the things that I always do when I'm trying to trade with somebody who's not Powell is, and and I get this when people offer me cards, like I, I'm pretty clear with people that like I, I'm only interested, if I'm trying to sell a card, I only want to trade if the card I get uh, helps my lineups. Like I don't want to get, I don't want to bring in cards that I have to then go sell. Like if they were easy to sell, I would ask that they would sell it and just buy, literally buy my card. So the, where was I going with that now? Trading with Pavel. I literally just completely like, lost my train of thought. So Something would be traded. When it comes to trading uh, with, with Powell, the, the one thing that I feel like that he needs, whose dogs are barking? Keith? Mine. Mine. Keith's got I, dogs. Ode, Ode, Keith no, one Sean. dog. Ode okay. to Sean. <laughs> That's funny. Um, no, so uh, the, one, the one tactic I've taken with, with Powell, and it's probably just a whale tactic, is I feel like his end goal obviously is to get ETH. So that's, that's one thing I feel like sometimes, sometimes I can offer him and like, that's his exit. Like people dump cards on him. He gives up card people who dump cards on him, blah, blah, blah. And that just keeps happening over and over and over again. Like, I feel like that's actually a strategy is to be able to be like, Hey, pal, here's some ETH. And it's 80% of what the guy's worth. And I don't know that like like I felt like I I, I got Mandanda for 
a decent price from him. Maybe, maybe I didn't, I don't know, but I feel like offering him ETH deals, you can get maybe a little better, you know, bargain. So, I mean, you can't, he's, he's not like super ETH negotiable anymore. Like it's like 95, like he'll be like 95, 96%. So I I remember where I was going this thing about Pablo before. And Andy, it has to do a little bit with a deal that you made with him. Oh no, no. A while ago that I know you don't want no. to talk about, but I'm going to bring it up. No, don't. I know so, what it is. Yeah, so the the good thing, so I was saying, when people offer me cards, when they're, I was like, I want, I just want them from, if they're better for my lineups. And someone would be like, no, I have, I have good cards that will help you. How about, and they offer me a card I already have. Like obviously different serial, but like, and I'm like, I, I have that card. Like, can you please just take like five seconds to look at my gallery just to see if I have this card? Pavel doesn't care. Like at some point he's going to be like, I've gotten 12 of these cards of whoever it is, Vecchio cards in the last hour. Maybe I'll stop accepting them. But like if he has seven of a guy that, but he hasn't gotten one in three weeks, like there's no like thought of like, I have too many of this player. Like I'm going to say no. So the other thing is that I don't think he cares what any card he gets is as long as the value is right. And so more than a year ago, Andy was trying to get an Alan Polito super rare from Pavel. Hold on. And, and you, <laughs> you literally, I'll, I think his beer is low. <laughs> no, sorry. So he, Andy was like, I'm going to offer him a Polito rare as part of the deal so that he like still has a Polito. And I'm like, Pavel doesn't care about that. Like, he's not, not worried that he's that he losing that a card a for D3 and he's going to, don't worry about that. It's like, no, 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 that, that wasn't why it was, it was more along the lines of like, I was upgrading my Polito. Yeah. So I was using it as value to get from a rare to a super rare. Fine. But I had to explain to you that I was like, whatever Polito Rare is worth is the only thing that Pablo You're right. Said. It didn't matter that it was a Polito. It, it does not matter. Yeah. Um, Piguez in chat was asking why I have Leroy Fair. Yes, Leroy Fair was a very hot reward I just won. That um, I'd be happy to trade to Pablo for something. I, it's literally the, worth like $10. This, this is kind of sick. I, uh, I had like five Leroy Fairs like six months ago as a flip. I made like... <laughs> Very <laughs> Why are you flipping Leroy Fair? No, how much did you make off of Leroy? I think I made like like I, I, made like I got close to like point one, but it was it was terrifying. Uh he was getting a move to Turkey or something like that. And I actually was thinking about actually using him. So here's where a lot of my flips probably go bad, right? So a lot of times I'll I'll and like this is like a cautionary tale to not do it or you'll get five Leroy Fairs and wonder what the hell to do with them. Right. But you're like, you're like, I was like, recruit, like, <laughs> look at that picture. It just makes me have instant regrets. <laughs> like the floor is literally, on the limit is literally two euros. Look like six months ago and for the rares and you'll see some of me. But um, no, so he was like in preseason, he was playing center back for them. And I'm like, oh, that's, that could be like a good place for him. And I'm like, oh, this might not be, a, and I didn't have a, big gallery at the time like um so i'm like oh this could be like a useful you know threshold type of card and he was like 0.03 and i'm like oh man if he's 0.03 right now and he starts for feinard as a center back he's going to be worth like 
<laughs> one. So my inclination I mean, that, is I like, a completely reasonable thought. But this is how you get into trouble, right? Because you, you sit there. The market is actually telling you he's worth point three, right? So the market's already established what it's worth. You think <laughs> that I know better. I know what he's going to be worth. And so you know what? One is not enough. I need like five. <laughs> and then what? this happens to me all the time. It's like the next day, I'll wake up and go, why the hell do I have five <laughs> Roy Fair? And then you all of a sudden see that he's – so the rumors on him where I really started to freak out was he's going to Turkey or he's going to Saudi Arabia. And I'm yeah. like, why are those – And now always, I have five. They always seem like they're together. Like it's always like <laughs> Turkey and Saudi, Saudi Arabia. I think it's – Just give me China. China's great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think it's that those clubs have a little more money than like the other lower non-big five leagues. So, but um, I think that's like something to be careful of, like how sometimes like I don't know about you guys. You know, you um, you guys don't trade, but you I know you've had thoughts. Like Andrew's shared that he's had thoughts of like I'm going to trade injured champion Europe guys, but I'm assuming it's partly because like the reason you do Doku. Hold on, yeah, it's on literally just Doku. Jeremy Doku. <laughs> but let me go. The reason, though, you thought of this, too, was because when he got injured, your mind went, hey, maybe I should pick up a Jeremy Doku. Maybe he's cheap enough, and this would be kind of fun. He was then cheap you, enough. Right. But then, but then you decided to start rationalizing this purchase as this could be a good flip, if nothing else, too, right? So I think that's how, like, for me, a lot of this stuff happens is, like, I start rationalizing it for my, my gallery, and then I'm like, oh, man, if I'm buying one, why would I buy, like, four of them? If yeah, I believe I, in it to, to buy one, I'm, I believe in it to buy four, right? I mean, you just did this Montero. How's the Montero season that's going? What I was, that's I'm, exactly I'm, where I'm I was out. going with this. That's a great way. question. I think what it comes down to is I am stupid and don't have the ability to like flip for a small profit quickly. Because I think it was an easy flip quickly for a small profit. But I'm sitting here like holding, thinking, oh, I can double my money on this card. And it, that, that's unrealistic. It's dumb. But I have like four Monteros now, which, you know what? I have like, I'm totally covered now for midfield in America. So, so can we talk about like, do we want to talk about like a, a decently good like flip strategy that now that I say it will immediately not be a good flip strategy? Yeah, say it, please. Keith, do you still have these three gator? These three, no, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not black. I got the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared enough that the following week after me and him DM. So, so here's the flip side. Dude, he immediately decisive the next two games. Well, it was a great matchup. Like for me, that was the thought. Was he? He that I'm like, oh, the next matchup's great. He can decisive again. And I remember you telling me, it's like. Dude, I think he's going to be top five by the end of the season. And I literally, I think I responded back to him like, I pray to God I'm not around by that time. <laughs> like, like, I don't, I don't want to ride the lows. But um, so do you remember though? So so Black, this was going to be like my my strategy. What time was this conversation at? It was. It, was, it had to have been like midnight or because like one a.m. Yeah, I mean San Jose play like for me San Jose plays at nine thirty p.m. So. Um, by the end of the game where he probably had like 80 or 90 points, you and I were probably chatting right. like midnight, and, 1 a.m. your time. Yep. And even somebody like a crazy person in the nicest way, like Quinny, who's watching some like LA Galaxy games for his, 
even at some point he's going to sleep. But then you get these like late night game guys that go off. And now the next morning Europe wakes up and they go, Montero, two yeah. goals and an assist. And it's like, come to daddy. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I got what you want. But, you know, to me, it's like, okay, in a day, I just made 0.03 or 0.04 because the guy killed it last night. And, you know, people now want him. Maybe to your point, and this is where you might need, like, help with your trading strategies. Is, Please help me. Like, <laughs> no, you just kind of You actually have to – you're like Jimmer. You actually have to sell for it to be a trade. Oh, right, right. Of course. <laughs> I, I think what you really should do, Andy, is – Buy the card and immediately post it, or why whatever not? you want. Like if you buy it for 0.25, immediately post it for 0.3. Alternative theory. Move. Alternative theory, Laird. I have three rare Monteros. I run one in Champion America Rare Pro, Champion America Rare, and one of the gas divisions. And I'm set, right? Yeah, I mean, you have to be from <laughs> San Jose. I mean, that's great. Yeah, I mean, this weekend you're away to Na- away to Nashville. Fantastic. <laughs> I think that's ultimately my problem is that I end up not that I think I'm going to double my money, but moving from like point three to point three three, I'm just like, oh, it, it, if it's going this, if it's already going up, it'll just keep going, and then all of a sudden, like my. Uh, Philip Kostich card that I bought months ago. He was actually terrible after I bought it, so that didn't help either. But like, but but then he ended great, I think, right? Didn't yeah, he? he's fine. Right, but he went so low that like it, he was like back to where. And I mean, I you think. almost got an EPL move for him too, which actually shouldn't have been good for him, but probably would have been great for his value for like a day. Where was he going to go? Spurs before Perisic did. Yeah, like. I bought him here, expecting right, him to go okay. here, and he went all the way down, and now he's back. So here's, like, an interesting analogy for you, too. I am literally just, like, thought of this in my head, so it could be absolutely crap. But I think so many times when we, like, buy a card, we think that we're not at the height. And then we get to the height. We don't identify that we're at the ceiling. And we're too scared that the ceiling is going to be so much higher that we don't sell which is almost like the exact same thing of why we didn't all buy at like the bottom of MLS or the bottom of even Europe a couple months ago. Like Europe dip is like so far gone. It's like two months ago. But I remember you guys, like Laird, I remember you on one of these shows saying, you know what? Lucas Zellerayan at 0.08 is a crazy good deal. And you didn't buy it. He's gone, what, up to like, at one point in ETH, he's like point four something. Yeah, Trippin B sold him for an ETH. But, but you, but why would you not buy a point oh eight? Were you worried that he might be point oh six in a couple of days? Uh, the reason I didn't buy another Zellerion is because I already had one, and I bought I bought it for point three four three. I think was the price I have him. So you could have dollar cost average. I could have. Oh, absolutely could have. I feel like that's a somebody was uh, I was joking with that, and they they said that as justification for why they're buying something, and I'm like, that's just what people say to convince themselves it's okay. You know who tells me to do that all the time? Andy. <laughs> all the time. I'm gonna, DCA I'm man. Again. <laughs> DCA. And it took me like six weeks to finally figure out like when I saw DCA what it meant right away, and I'm like, this is, that is not the answer. <laughs> 
Who is whose graph are we looking at right now? By the way, is that Zellerone? Joe? Jao Felix, I think. Oh, no. Okay, hold on. Speaking of the <laughs> we were talking about ahead, Larry. not, not ahead, Larry. taking profit. Oh, that's like, oh, my God. I, I would, I probably, <laughs> I couldn't do that. <laughs> what did you Would you be happy with? if you had sold it? Like, so I got it at what, 0. 0.302. Would you have sold it 0. 0.33? I, I, I don't know. I, I've never been that fortunate. That to, is probably to, the <laughs> most ridiculous graph on the platform like <laughs> out of all the so rare data graphs that you guys have that's the dumbest thing i've ever seen hold on <laughs> My God. I, i'm probably Look gonna that. I'm, I'm gonna get some shit from uh tripping on this but another one that's kind of ridiculous on that too is paxton aronson which eventually will come good really but, there's a well, bad he's got a bad peak i i look well, at so the, the, one giant uh middle finger <laughs> it really is a middle finger graph but yeah, Paxton Erzin has a pretty bad one too because there was a mistake buy and then the mistake buy pushed his price up even more because then the guy, I think it was Jimmer, was recommended it was like, right, but somebody, it was, if I remember the story right, the guy was doing a stream and the deal came in and he's like, oh, like yes. a bottle bore. Yeah, a bottle bore accidentally like added a one in the wrong spot. And they were like, and he said, but I don't want to sell my Paxton Aaron since like, well, dude, there's another one on the market for 0.33 yeah. or something. What was the next one, Larry? Right after it? The guy that sold it bought it back immediately for a crazy price too. Yeah, 0.319 he bought it for. Okay, so he made a ton. It made perfect sense for him. But now all of a sudden everybody's looking at the silver data graphs and now it's decided that this is like the correct price for Paxton Aaronson who hasn't played like more than like three or four games. Yeah. You know, that's one of your hype boys. But now it became like a, a standard for his price because of a mistake. So I think sometimes this kind of happens that, you know, a mistake happens and people then it, it over propels the, the price because of a mistake. So it's I like that you brought that up because there are guys I was talking to Sean about this, about um, some U23. I don't remember who it was, but he was like. The thing with guys like that is like w once they get to a certain price, they're they're staying high, and that's what happened with Aronson. Like he he broke like point two, and then that point three five it was like absurd. But like he there is no reason for him to be m that much more expensive than I'll pat myself on the back when I bought him with that yellow dot on there. Like he hasn't played, and like there's hype sure, but like the hype didn't. The hype's not even big enough for the for that price graph move, and yeah. so. It's I'm just, trying yeah, to think right. of like a good comp for him too that like actually is playing. Like this isn't a good comp, so apologies. But you know, like Frankie Amaya, like he kind of peaked off, but Frankie Amaya plays every single game, right? And he's only like I think 19 or 20, and I I, I have one that I should have sold for like double, and I didn't. And he scored but, the first two or three games that he oh he was in. great, he was absolutely yeah, like he ripping it up. He was ripping it up too, but he's still like 0.2, but he plays every single game. Paxton yeah. Aronson does not play any game, and Paxton Aronson's floor is higher. They're the same age, and you actually get utility out of one of these guys. Yeah. Sean I don't know. It's just interesting, like you said, like once they get that floor set in. So I kind of used um, that justification, like the floor on Carlos Gill when I finally did the purchase. Um, oh was, god we got to talk about carlos Kill. i mean it's a 
I, I guess it's not Friday. I guess it's not Friday. Yeah, but... maybe we should wait till Friday for this one. Bring Keith back Friday. <laughs> but all I was gonna say is like once he got <laughs> close to like the two ETH range, to me it became pretty obvious like he's not unless like his leg snaps off or something crazy happens, he's not gonna be a 0.5 ETH card. Yep. Like ever again. He's gonna be like a one ETH card or one point two because nobody Everybody has like significant skin in the game at that point. Like, you know, they either turn down offers. I, I've messaged every Carlos Gale holder during a time, so plenty every will not sell. One, huh? uh, actually, I did. Not everybody <laughs> responded to me, but I was so mad when Sean can tell you the story. But I was so mad when uh, I didn't buy one for like one point five five, and then his price kept on going up. I had like these deep rooted regrets. I start messaging everybody. I'm like, I'll pay you higher than any sale ever. I'll pay you 1.7. So they turned that down for me. Right. And now there's kind of a floor built in on him at like, you know, one or 1.2. So now all of a sudden, you know, I got to like think I can now make up that difference. So I I effectively pay at the time 1.7 with the trade I made. So to me, it was like, okay, can I generate 0.7? worth of rewards with them which i thought i could with my gallery because that floor was built in like that was the point like there was a floor built in on some of these guys like even jao felix because of that like larry what's the lowest he ever got to like you don't have to like you probably have known like what like 0.6.7 i look at jao felix like a 401k i really don't look at prices at all (laughs) because you have to hold you have to hold till you're out Uh, until you sell your gallery you have to hold him <clears throat> right. Uh, looks like you got to like point okay. four five, which is so. This is a bad example. Four, four, this is a really bad example. But he like, what just stopped playing too, right? Like he was just benched for months. He was injured for a while too, right? And then would play and not score a goal because nobody on Madrid scores, right? right. He went on this like, big run, and that's when he went back over and he. And he's kind of stabilizing there. What's his price now? Um, it's like a yeah, one point right, oh five floor. So he's kind of stabilizing up there because now people believe it can happen again. Yeah, it will happen again. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's talking about Doku being the top U twenty three forward, other than that. That was like a Doku turkey. That was a Doku turkey comment. It will happen. Don't worry, guys. It will happen. Twenty twenty eight. It'll happen. I would just use that get out for right now if I could put it up. Want to hear something gross? Sure. The the last time you said that, uh, Frank Armani got COVID. Well, this you'll laugh at this one, so I'll just go ahead and continue. Um, The nine of one hundred original Carlos Gill, I um, bid point one one on it, and I was outbid, and I felt like. That's a little too steep for me. And uh, Zara won it for 0.134. And the the kicker of the story is that was only uh, $12, right? <laughs> <laughs> by the way, there's somebody in message. times. <laughs> Black, if you, if you wanted proof, by the way, somebody in chat just put it. Yep, they got my Discord message. <laughs> yeah. Just sold it, though. And it was worth holding on. Yeah, you're Make you're persistent, extra. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, is is there a limit 
to, we're going kind of long here, but I want to talk about this a little more because we know that the limited market is just so much more liquid. Obviously, in terms of like raw profit, you're not going to make as much because the cards aren't as much. But do you have like a certain budget when you're like, when you see a bunch of Montero cards, is it like, I'm going to buy 10 of these limiteds or am I going to buy all the limiteds or am I going to buy five rares? Like what, what th thought process do you go through um, when you're like, I'm just going to buy a bunch of these guys to flip? I, I, I think the first thing is half the time when you're doing that, you possibly have had a drink or two and you make some like bad decisions. Like, like I said, I think sometimes the problem when you like sweep the floor is this, there actually isn't rationalization behind it. I think they're like, I remember I mean, when we, you uh, and I chatted about Montero, like, like after we bought them, you guys have a drink. We had already so, bought them when we chatted. <laughs> no, I mean, there was one more out there and I was like, I think you me, bought the final. You, I bought it, three. It, it, yeah, and I, I said, I said, I think, I think the, I'm done. <laughs> I think the goal, though, is is like it should be, like not for me, like it wasn't for me, but it should have been for me. Is like you set the new floor, so you find well, that's that what you said you yeah. find that new, you know, the new area on the graph where it makes sense, and you set that new floor, and you're the guy where people are going to send you offers. Right. Well, I, I so like I agree completely, but I think on layered your your questions, I think there's actually a fallacy with sweeping the floor because if you do sweep the floor, especially in the limited market, all of a sudden I feel like there's like these, I know Sierra doesn't have alert, but like people go, oh my God, my card's actually worth money now. Like mm -hmm. this 0.001 purchase I had, now the lowest on the market is 0.01. I can 10X my money. And now all of a sudden you start trying to go list your card, what you, what you think should be the new floor. And now you're in an undercutting battle and unlimited is because now we're not talking about rares where there's, you know, 80 mints, there's 290. I've noticed this with specialists. You just like the undercutting happens real fast and mm -hmm. it's stupid. And it's like, I listed my card for 0.025 and the guy goes 0.02499. And you're like, really? Like, <laughs> So what I'll do if I've had enough margin on that to move my card, I'll be like, you know, screw you. 0.02 like i'm like going like 20 percent under you i always imagine my, the other side of them are going oh come on like what are you why would you do that and you know sometimes if you made enough you know a bot picks it up or you know somebody just thinks oh that's too cheap and you got out and if it's profit like for me i don't care if i sold it too low like i don't care if the card's going back up if the purpose was a flip like, I think me and you talked this earlier. I never go back and check. Like, I don't want to know that my, like, my flip is now worth two ETH. Like, I, I flipped a Sinistera uh, at one point. I remember I won him in an auction 0.3. All right, I remember this, 0.3. I, um, so this is when the, the worst part about flipping an old so rare was transfer in progress. It took, like, eight hours, nine hours, ten hours. Like, when is available? And this one went through in, like, two hours. I'm like, oh, my God great and i listed it for 0.4 and sold it in two hours for 0.1 i thought it was the greatest thing ever i was like louis sinister is my boy and what's he now 1.2 yeah. 1.3 i'll never buy him again because that's in my head that i had flipped it but you know it, it to me that wasn't a mistake because i bought it to flip and generate eth and i generated eth right
Yeah. No, I think matter where he was going. I struggle with that. I need to do it. I think a lot of people do. I think that's a lot of reason. I talked to a few people that kind of trade or like between trading and playing. And they'll be like, oh, I bought this card for this week. And I'm like, okay, when are you selling it? Uh, I I don't know yet. I'm like, well, are you, do you need it for another week? Oh, I'm not sure yet. Like, well, you kind of do need a plan if you bought it for one, one week or like a specialist, like get in, get out. Like my specialist guys I'm buying, like I'm buying in the mail. Like literally like I have a baby, so I'm up way too early. Um, But like at 6.01 AM, I'm listing guys. The, He's being really nice. I'm one of those guys that he's like, when are you selling? And I'm like, I don't know, man, whatever. It's just a flip. I'll, I'll sell it when I need to. Um, Sean, hey, real quick, since the chat asking when the Carlos Hill segment is, Sean, you already missed it. We literally had the Carlos Hill. <laughs> we all vomited. We literally and, had one. And puked on, on, on the segment. And and Keith, real quick, uh, you have, you have a, he's behind you, right? And, yeah, yeah. And that photograph, what, what is that? Is that Charmin toilet paper? Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, that was for you. The softest man. Yeah, you. the softest man in the MLS. That was, that was an ode to you. Uh. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I think we've gone long enough on that. Um, plus, I have to leave anyway, so that's I'll yes. admit that as well. Starting late and we're ending early. But... Um, Keith, thank you very much for joining us. That um, was a really good time. I feel like we didn't get to everything and we're going to have to have you back because... Let's just do um, Keith next week. There we go. Yeah, we might as well because I can imagine that um, you still will have those Montero cards, Black, (laughs) and I will still have... uh, Oh, God. So, hold on. Hey, Black, another opportunity to get out this weekend. Limited amount of MLS slates. People are looking for guys with big... Oh, 15s. I look forward to seeing them in your gallery next week. <laughs> <laughs> so she's going to be like, Sean, or, uh, Andy's like, no, no, no. Like, there are only a few games, so I have to play them. Right. Because nobody else will have them. Yeah. You know who else is on the slate? Carlos Seal. Um, anyway. Uh, thank you to everybody Andrew. who joined us uh, in the chat. As always, uh, always nice to have uh, your comments to help move the conversation along. Um, I will be back on Friday with Sean for the strategy show for the extended Carlos Hill conversations. <laughs> and then uh, Andy and I will be back next week. for <laughs> sore, Andrew. Keith, thank you again. And uh, good luck. With Bye, you guys. Guys. All right. Take care, guys.